0: I'm Kyle Carezzi and welcome to Best of Spook Show, where I pick out my favorite quarantine spook show stories. This volume has a four part story, one that takes the perplexity and fascination of the human body to absurd magnitudes. From episode 4, this story is called, The Longest Toenails Known to Man. Chapter 1, Night Falls on Cookie Island. say that I grew up on Cookie Island. Spent a lot of vacations there, spent a lot of weekends there. It was just off the coast where I did grow up. I grew up in a quaint little seaside town uh, in Jersey. And in the distance there was a little island called Cookie Island. And during our summers, me and my friends, we'd always sell out there. We had little canoes so that we, we could move over there, maneuver there. It was never too far out of reach, Cookie Island. I could see it from my house. A lot of kids in my neighborhood could. And it's not something the tourists or the uh, people who drive up to the beach during summers, it's nothing that they knew about. So they, uh, it wasn't like Nantucket now. It was our own little secret, our own little cove. It was a place for us to be free. Oh, oh joy to Cookie Island, how I reminisce. But the days of Cookie Island are over. I suppose I should start from the beginning. When I was a child, in the summer of 2006? Me and my friends, we spent one afternoon getting our canoe together and uh, going to Cookie Island. Some other kids there were from my school, you know. We had like a little village of sorts on Cookie Island. The adults never went. They only would visit when the uh, Cookie Island was first used as a playhouse for us, essentially. And they will be like, what the hell's with this island off the shores of Jersey? Why are all these kids coming here? But they were just like, oh, it's just a place to play. Pretty safe, you know. We can see them from the coast on Cookie, Sea in Cookie Island. So it's nothing that we have to worry about, surely. But boy, howdy, did I love Cookie Island. We call it a Cookie Island because the first time we went over, which not, I wasn't the first one over, but the first round of kids I went over about a decade ago, they brought a bunch of cookies there and then just ate a bunch of cookies on the island. And then with the following generations, the name just stuck, you know? And sometimes we brought cookies over to the island as tradition. But none of us ever stayed on Cookie Island long enough for night to fall. You couldn't see Cookie Island well from the coast if it was nighttime. There are no lights or electricity there. Part That was part of the freedom of it. The lack of supervision. Supervision, But we no one dared to hang out on Hooky Island or night. That's when the teenagers came in. And, you know, I never had any trouble spending time with teenagers. You know, I could hold my own. I wouldn't challenge one in a fight, but, you know, I could talk about, you know, South Park or whatever with them, you know. No big deal. That's what all teenagers are into. They're just watching South Park all day. You know. That's why they go there at night, you know. They bring little TVs and generators and watch South Park. That's what I know, you know. I don't know the mysteries of adulthood. But I know at least teenagers like South Park. It was 2006, after all. But there was one night when, uh... Me and two other friends, we uh, we were trapped there because our canoe had a hole in it. And we all discussed it. It's just like, well, we can't really canoe our way back to shore with this uh, hole in our canoe. We would sink, and it's too far away to swim. So I said, well, there are some teenagers here. They brought their canoes. Maybe we can ask one of them to, you know, help us maneuver back to the uh, shore where we came from. And my two friends were in agreement. like, yeah, that sounds like a solid plan. Only presuming if the teenagers comply. And I thought, what could go wrong? So we approached one of the... So when night fell, we saw the first canoe arrive, and uh, some teenagers were on it, about four of them. So we asked, you know, hey, uh, you know, before you guys get settled, uh, we got to get back to the shore before uh, night officially falls. Uh, can one of you guys canoe with us back? But the teenagers all didn't didn't really register us speaking. They just kind of just went and did their own thing. And we are just like, ah, oh, that was weird. We're going to just be like that, staring at the floor when we were teenagers, and I was like, nah, nah, of course not. No. Another canoe came, and uh, more teenagers came. I didn't recognize these teenagers, you know. The first batch were in the neighborhood, I think one of them was my friend's brother. But this new batch of teenagers, you know, I didn't recognize them. Maybe they were from out of town, who knows. So we go up to this group of teenagers and it's like, oh, can you help us uh, canoe back to the shore? It's already nighttime, you know, we're not supposed to be out this late, you know, our parents worry about us and we don't want to be here in the dark. And again, the teenagers didn't really register anything, didn't reg- register our existence or anything. So my one friend turns to me, turns me he's just like, what's going on with these teenagers? And I'm just like, oh, you know, it's, I'm sure it's a fluke. Worst case scenario, we'll have to stay overnight, and maybe we can borrow one of the canoes uh, to get back to the shore in the morning when, when they're asleep or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to think on my feet here. Two more canoes arrive on the island. All teenagers. But they also had a lot of bags with them, you know. But We asked the teenagers again, hey, can you take us to the shore? We're not supposed to be out here that late one of them said well Why would you want to be on the shore and not be on Cookie Island at night? And I just say look we're not we're just not allowed to we're not supposed to be out here late at night We really just want to get back, you know We got school in the morning and all and I tried to throw a bunch of like little kid excuses as I could Just you know, so they would take me seriously but it didn't work at all. One of the teenagers said, just hang out with us, you know, we'll let you back in the morning. And even though it was something I suggested earlier in the evening, I didn't like the sound of that. It added a variable to, that, to my evening, you know. They were supposed to air new episodes of Invader Zim from the second season that they didn't air when it was first cancelled. And I really wanted to witness that on cable, and I didn't want to be stuck on this island to miss it. But that's unfortunately what happened. So we uh, hang out with the teenagers. They set up a campfire. They didn't watch any South Park. You know, maybe less people watch South Park South Park than I imagined. I don't know. So it's kind of it starts off like you see in the movies. You know, just a bunch of like you know, fierce. Ferris Bueller's Day Off slash Breakfast Club type of shenanigans, you know, just hanging out, talking about cigarettes, not all of them having cigarettes, you know, dabbling in their, uh, precarious cigarette habits, like, oh, I could smoke, I can quit smoking anytime I wanted to, didn't have the foresight at the time to tell them, oh, it's not quite that easy, I didn't have a smoking habit when I was that young, but I do now. And then they're all hanging out, just getting close to midnight. From they tell, from what they've told me, uh, two of my friends are already starting to fall asleep. Until one of the teenagers, with a flannel tied around his waist, said, "All right, I guess it's time, right, guys?" And the other teenagers complied like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it now." A lot more socially engaging than when they first uh, landed on the shore, but one of them had a bottle of vodka that they passed around. Maybe that contributed, or maybe they were just excited for what's to come. And then one of the teenagers looked at me and was like, you can come if you want to, you know, it's not that much of a big deal. And I was just like, well I guess, before I sleep, you know, know, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll see why all the teenagers come here at night. So eventually uh, we all go we go into the woods, just a light woods. Uh, there's a and a little cove that they encounter. And they lead the way, some of them have flashlights. We're all walking down this uh, catacomb of sorts. I was the only one that didn't have to bend down walking through it. And as we keep walking, we enter this grand opening. It's like a, sh- it's like a shrine of, sh- of, sorts. What we saw was a dead body, and having, and the body surrounded by candles. Probably over a hundred candles, all melted to different degrees. Most of them all the way worn down, but the wax still remained. So I'm just like, oh, this is weird. This is this some sort of like adulthood, like? Right of passage or something, and then one teenager nudged me on the shoulder. It's like, no, dude, look. And then I looked down at the corpse's toenails, and I could have sworn, to this day, there are the longest toenails that I've ever seen, <laughs> if not the longest toenails known to man. <laughs> Strange oddity cable show has ever shown me any toenails longer. They're as long as you imagine them. At first, I thought, alright, maybe the person was starting to grow them like for 10 or 20 years. But the teenagers explained to me that no, this body keeps growing toenails. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? He's like, no, dude, watch. We stay up all night and just watch them grow. <laughs> Now, from my understanding of toenails, toenails can still grow approximately maybe two weeks after body is deceased, but gauging on how long this body has been down here, there's no way. know what? It was the first all-nighter I ever pulled with these teenagers. But by Jove, I watched those toenails grow. All the way till dawn, they curled and unfurled. They yellowed and they browned. But these were the largest toenails in town. Oh <laughs> So dawn came and the teenagers thought I was cool for staying up all night, and me and my two friends saw me I said, like, oh, did you stay up all night? And I was like, yeah, yeah, and they were just like, well, what did you, what did you do? And I was just like, uh, oh, nothing, just boring teenager stuff, you know, just talked about South Park or whatever, but I couldn't tell them what I witnessed. It was an oddity, for sure. So the teenagers take their canoes, take us with them, we go to the shore. And then, you know, me and my friends never really talked about that night again. But it wasn't the last time we went to Cookie Island. We now... The division in, uh, in our town is uh, kids would go to the Cookie Island during the day, teenagers would go at night, as I learned because of the toenails. But my parents wouldn't let me stay out all night unless it was emergencies, such as a broken canoe so I had to go during the day, but I still wanted to see the toenails. So what I would do is, when me and my friends would go to Cookie Island, I would sneak down to the cove and just watch the toenails grow, even during the daylight they grew. There were no candles to be lit, but there was still some sunlight showing the toenails. my friends became more concerned that I kept disappearing over and over again when we went to the cove. They were just like, hey, where do you keep going? I'm just like, oh, nowhere, nowhere, I'm around, you know. It's not a large island, you know, I gotta be somewhere. And I'm just like, no, I'm just hanging out with you guys, no big deal. But they didn't know that I was watching the toenails. The longest toenails known to Man. And one day, one evening, I sneak out of my parents' house, I take the canoe, and I go all the way to the island by myself. I've never done that without help. And I join some teenagers in in the ceremony, lighting the candles, watching the toenails. It's better than cable. And I was just like, I can't get enough of these toenails. And another kid was just like, I know, right? And I'm just like, yeah, even if I go to my friends during the daytime, you know, it's I still got to watch these toenails. And the teenager says, wait, you've been seeing the toenails in the daytime? And I say, yeah, why? And he says, well, no one's ever done that before. The reason is because the reason why these toenails keep growing, well, no one really knows why these toenails keep growing. But no one ever visits this corpse in the daytime. It's kind of a bit of like a mummy myth, you know? Like it walks around and whatnot, you know? Kind of like a a full-fledged zombie thing. They say if you cast sight on the corpse in the daytime, then the corpse will come after you. And I'm just like, oh, what a silly myth that is. But you know, that night... It could have just been the candle reflecting in the corpse's eyes in a certain way. But I could have sworn that the corpse was looking right at me. (laughs) Even when I moved around the room, it wouldn't follow its sight upon me. But if I looked away and then looked back, it was back looking at me. And I was just like, uh, must be... Must be all these all-nighters I'm spending. uh, All this time with the corpse, I think I need to break from it or something. So I take that break, uh, you know, a week goes by. And then me and my friends spend a, g- a day at a Cookie Island. When we go to the island, I go down and I was expecting the corpse to rise or something, but the corpse was still there. And I didn't realize how long I missed this corpse and these toenails. So I do something drastic. I break off the toenails. I, I had a jar with me, it was, it was a pre-planned thing, it was a rush. The sound of the toenails snapping off the toes. I didn't just take off, I didn't break the toenail to interrupt their sanctity. I remove the toenails from the toe, slit it off, those decades of curls, I just shove them in my jar, and when I find out that they don't fit in my jar, I just shove them in my bag. I don't think about it, I just do it, and I leave. And then about a month later, you know throughout that month, kids have steadily stopped going to Cookie Island at night. They do just to hang out and whatnot, but not the all-nighters like they did before. And eventually, one of the teenagers reported the body to the police so that they could be found and picked up and stored in a mortuary somewhere. And, uh, his... I think his name was, uh... Uh... mm, I forgot his name. I think it was uh, Edward Lancaster. I didn't know much about his life. He's apparently been down there for about a decade or so. It's hard to pinpoint the time. But I don't think about that night often. But I still have those toenails. (laughs) End of chapter one. Yeah, I mean, they keep growing, you know?
1: They do keep growing. Every time I look down. I
0: mean, when the sword was talking about looking at the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now then. Is anyone ready? For chapter two? Yes. <laughs> this is a part of the same narrative The longest toenails known to man. (laughs) And now we begin chapter two. I don't know what this last word is. Oh, (laughs) I can't believe this made it here tonight. I hate my mom. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh. Okay. I already see. I already see where this story's gonna go.
1: Oh <laughs> if anybody who can handle this, it's you. Alright. <laughs>
0: this is chapter two of The Longest Toenails Known to Man, and it's called I Hate My Mom. <laughs> <laughs> told my mother about the toenails <laughs> that I had them you know that I kept them with me with every apartment and house that I've moved into and I always I told my mom the story of that night with the toenails and she, ter- she actually knew Edward Lancaster they went to high school together And she didn't know why he disappeared, or at least that's what she told me. Apparently her generation also went to Cookie Island all those nights ago, back when she was kids. And when she was a teenager, she went there, but at that time, they didn't have the toenail ceremony that my neighborhood did. I remember the conversation very well. Just like, yeah, I got those. Yeah, you know that uh, Edward Lancaster that was found on Cookie Island? And uh, she was just like, yeah, yeah, they were... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shock that no one's ever found him. you know? he was a dear friend of mine. And I was like, well, people knew about him. But you see, his toenails grew after he died for like a decade or two. No one's ever really made the measurements. But everyone kept their body down kept Edward's body in the cove and would just watch his toenails grow grow all night. And she was just like, oh, well, did you watch his toenails grow? I took a deep breath and I said, I did, Mom. I watched those motherfuckers grow until dawn. Gross. And she's like, well, okay. I mean, it's not like flat earthers but geez you know and I said well that's not the weird thing and she says that's not the weird thing hoarding a dead body for a decade generation by generation that's the weird thing what's the weird thing to you and I say well I still have those toenails oh, God. and when people found out that the toenails were missing when they reported the body, and she's just like, huh, huh, okay, um, where are those toenails? And I was just like, oh, they're uh, in my house. I lived in, I, I live in Maryland. I lived in Maryland uh, in those days. And, you know, I had a nice little house, you know, a nice little view of a pasture. I don't know if Maryland's known for their pastures, but boy howdy, I had a view of a great field. And I was just like, yeah, I just keep them in my basement, you know? And she was just like, oh, I'm gonna come over and take those toenails. And I was just like, what? You don't have to do that. And she's just like, you can't be hoarding those toenails. And I was just like, no, no. I'm, well, it's, it's, just, a, it's, a little, it's just a childhood emblem, mom, you know, no big deal. want to be near their piano just at there there's a cat in the room that's that's the brief uh intermission who's
1: who's
0: who's that oh it's just a uh, oh you know just uh, my partner we have a cat and the cat thinks that uh, the cat uh sees a ghost or something and mom said well have you considered that the cat actually does see a ghost no, so it's like, ghost of whom? My mom says, "Well, the ghost of uh, Edward. He took his toenails after all. When you think you want them back." And I'm just like, oh ma, don't be ridiculous. You know, they're just some toenails. It's just a morbid fascination with the human body. No big deal, you know." And she said, "All right. Well, let me ask you this." the toenails still grow I remained silent for about a minute or what felt like a minute and I said what if they did mom what if the toenails did still grow after they've been detached by the body almost 15 years ago and she said well if the toenails still grow that would confirm what, everything I know about Edward Lancaster. And I calmly said, "What do you know about Edward Lancaster?" And she said, "Well, like I said, she was a, he, Edward was a dear friend of mine in high school. You know, we always hung out and stuff." But, uh, he'd get into these strange, uh, contests, you know About, uh, you know, about, uh, body parts he was, he was the kid that you knew that would eat anything And then I was just like, anything? And I was just like, yeah, you know, toilet paper, shampoo, glass once And I was just like, glass? I was like, well, he, he dulled the edges so it didn't cut the inside of my stomach His stomach but he ate that glass, for sure. There was actually a Channel 6 news story about him. I could send you the footage sometime. I think it's on YouTube. This was pre-shoe nice, and he was just like, yeah, I eat things, you know? Edward Lancaster, you know? I'll take requests about what I can eat. And I was just like, oh, Mom, that's ridiculous. And she said, well, there was one thing that he ate that made him stop doing it. And I was like what was that and she said A dead man's toenails And I was like A dead man's toenails And she was just like yeah Apparently uh, A cousin of his died And one of his friends dared him To eat his cousin's toenails Not a lot just taking little Just clipped off little Clipped off little bits of it and served it on a plate and he ate it with a spoon. Wiped his mouth with a na- with a napkin after it. He made a big show of it. He presented it like he was eating fancy lobster at his cousin's funeral. I was at that funeral, you know. And I was just like, Mom, that's gross. I mean I mean so what if he ate toenails or whatever? And she was just like, Yeah, but that's not the half of it though. That's when he stopped eating things. When we'd ask him, like, Hey, do you want to eat, like, a sock or something? Or, you know, grass or something? It was hard to top a corpse's toenails. And he was like, No, no, I don't. I don't do that anymore. Uh, Those toenails got me really sick. I don't, um... I can't do that. No, no. I even briefly dated him, his mom said. My mom said. We'd go to restaurants... But then I had to break up with him, because he'd always cut his toenails in restaurants. And I'm just like, Edward, why do you keep... The, you know how rude that is to cut your nails, like, in a public setting? And he was like, yeah, but I have to cut my toenails. They will not stop growing. And, yeah, so my mom went on about how she dated Edward for about a week or two, a couple weeks, and then broke it off. But he'd always go on about his toenails, how they grew so quickly without his, you know, without his doing. First, four times faster than his fingernails, then almost instantaneously. And then, uh, then he disappeared, my mom said. And I was just like, it's a very bizarre story about him. And she said, now you have his toenails. And I was like, so what do you? So what if I do? And she's like, well, so maybe his toenails growing was beyond him. Maybe now you—that's a burden you have to bear now, bear now, because you have his toenails. And I'm just like, mom, that's that's ridiculous. And she was just like, well, when was the last time you checked on the toenails? And I was just like, I don't check on them, you know? It was 15 years ago. And she was like, son, if everyone in your neighborhood went to watch those toenails grow for over 10 years, I'm sure you still watch them. How long are they? And I was just like, oh, not that long at all. And she was just like, send me a picture. And I was like, what? Send me a picture of all the toenails that were grown and I was like all right fine if i can get them all together i mean it's just like a just like a it's like it's like wires at this point you know they just curl and they're all fine but i'll do it i'll do it so then i go down to the basement i set up the camera app on my phone i turn on the light and cast my sight on the entire basement floor it is nothing but a sea of toenails all curls that morphed into like waves of the ocean just like the ocean of cookie island when I went there as a child and the toenails would move too even if it was only by increments (laughs) it was like a different rhythm of waves every time I cast sight on them truly a sight to behold couldn't even see the floor I couldn't use the basement at all I did all my storage in the attic I'd say it's about, uh, the toenails were about 6 to 10 inches high, all spread out on the entire... I put my favorite pieces of toenails on shelves. It was a lot like Hot Wheels tracks that I tried to orchestrate all around the basement, all around the poles and all, like, the ceiling beams really a true mastery of outsider art, if I do say so myself, but I can never show anyone this outside my family. So I was just like, you know what, I think it's just like, I think it's time I show this project that I've been working on implicitly this whole time. So I take the picture, and I send it to my mom, and then I'm on the phone with her still, ready for the sweet, sweet words of encouragement about how proud she is, about preserving this feat of human history and human nature and design. For the species, it's an achievement of the species. If aliens came, we'd show them the toenails, how we preserved it, how we preserved an extension of ourselves. But she stayed silent on the phone for about three minutes. And I was like, mom, you're still there? And she was just like, burn your house down. And I was like, what? She was just like, your toenails are out of control. No amount of moving companies can take that shit out. My theory is that the ghost of Edward Lancaster is haunting you because you took his toenails. And you gotta burn that motherfucker down. And I'm like, oh, mom, come on. And you said uh, Edward Lancaster didn't even like the toenails. It was a plague on him. You know? So why would he come to get them? And she said, For the same reason you kept them. They are an oddity. And true, he didn't let them grow along on purpose, but they're still a part of his body, you know? So his spirit still surrounds you, surrounds your house. And if you don't want the worst to come, you should burn your house down. So it's like, oh, that's ridiculous Then I hear the cat meow again Meowing at the wall At first I thought it was a shadow against the wall From all the light sources in the room But now she's meowing at something specific And then I follow the cat Down the hall To another room all of a sudden I see the apparition of Edward Lancaster looks just like the corpse that uh, I saw upon him from that first day I saw him on Cookie Island and I was just like oh shit and I panic you know I didn't know what to do I wanted to flee my house that's what a lot of people do with haunted houses do I'm just like oh I gotta get out of here what should I do but I can't go empty-handed so I rush down to the basement, and, it breaks, my, and there's, it breaks my heart to ever clip these toenails. But I know where the roots are stored. All 10 of them, they're at a specific corner of the room. They stay in the same spot all the five years that I've stayed in this house. So I'm just like, all right. All I have to do is reach that corner of the room. So I had to traverse the sea of toenail, all one extension, all like Hot Wheel tracks connected to each other. I swim and swim freestyle, trying to get it, and then all the toenails move and whatnot. But it's not them moving on their own, it's like swimming in a sea of bones. Every time I see them move, it's like their own apparition coming to get me, but I know it's just raw corpse matter. So I keep going, and I take those nubs, and then I break them off the best I can. But I didn't have any scissors or knives or any sort of tools with me to cut them. They've grown very firm over the years, so I use my teeth. I gnaw at the toenails as much as I can, and I take those nubs, the roots of those nails, I take them I hide in my pocket, and I run out of my house, as far as I could run. Gross. Mm -hmm.
1: Gross! You're so gross.
0: I didn't come up as... (laughs)
1: Gross. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I hope you're all satisfied.
1: (laughs) This book isn't over yet,
0: Qu- quite an uh, odyssey that's unfolding. That was a, quite an <laughs> odyssey, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Got...
1: I gonna
0: need therapy in the, story after the whole thing is over. It's a lot of yeah. involving nail art. Well, I mean, Edward Lancaster <laughs> clipped his toenails. It didn't do him much good. That is true. Because if you just clipped them, they'll just keep growing. Is there any solution?
1: Dude, no. no not really. These solution. mysterious toenails... <laughs>
0: Alright, I have the last chapter, the second to last uh, installment of the saga, The Longest Nails Known to Man. Chapter 3, Stupid Towel. Those toenails. That's what I muttered to myself sitting on the street corner. I had the jar of the four, of the of the ten roots clutched in my jacket. They always grew and I had to trim them every day about twelve times a day so they wouldn't so they wouldn't make the jar burst or the lid pop off. I dedicated my life to preserving these toenails oh, It was pro- preserving these toenails were probably the closest thing to immortality I could ever reach. the oceans were in Florida. Makes me think about Jersey and how it's the ocean is polluted over there. But it was still the ocean that I grew up with. And I doubt that there's any coast any coach town ta- coast town, any sort of island off of Florida or in the Caribbean that can compare to my dreams on Cookie Island. How I wanted to return to the bliss of my childhood before I ever encountered these toenails before I ever dedicated my life to them. I would mainly drift in Miami, you know. Sometimes I could find a short-term job and get enough money to either stay at a motel or just stay at a short-term apartment or a subletted place, you know. I liked Miami overall. They had a nice little thing going you know sometimes I like to go to casinos to gamble try to earn any money back still having the toenails clutched to my breast hiding no one must ever know about these toenails the way my mother reacted to them it was clear that this is my burden to bear no one else must know about these toenails So one day in Miami, having my civic duty of preserving these toenails, I walk by a beachfront store and all these uh, mannequins were uh, showing their beachwear and whatnot, you know, all the usual suspects. I remember I walked by that same storefront during a hurricane and they had a raincoat on and I was just like, ha ha ha, hurricane jokes, very nice, storefront. But when I walked by, there was one mannequin with a, a towel around its waist, tied around it. It reminded me of one of the teenagers that tied a flannel around his waist on that fateful night on Cookie Island, when all this all these shenanigans began. looked at the towel they had it on display and my first thought was huh this is a stupid towel it had a it had a lot going on to it it was definitely uh usually a lot of towels had like a lot of specific designs on it sometimes it was an american flag uh sometimes it was a hundred dollar bill as if those things had any meaning these days oh yeah or like a smiley face you know whatever A map of Florida, because Florida's like that, I guess. Mickey Mouse. Any commercial image you can put on a towel, that's what you'd find. Or maybe just like stripes or polka dots or something. But this one was more of like an absurd 1980s avant-garde piece, you know. Where it has like a lot of 1930s minimalism in it. A lot of shapes distorted. And I was just like, oh, what is this what is this towel trying to prove to present all these shapes and whatnot? And even though I had a mild resentment for the towel, I couldn't look away. I was just like, well, it is a super towel, but you know what? I need it for the beach, so I guess I'll purchase it. So I go in and purchase the towel. Half-mindedly, I almost presented the toenails to the cashier. That would have been a sight. So no, I paid. I just have the the toenail so closely to me at hand. So I purchased a towel and I think, you know what, I'm just gonna spend the day on the beach, you know. There's one commercial beach that just lets anyone on, you know, not with a hotel property on it. Kind of out of the way, kind of uh, offshore, you know, not technically offshore, on the shore, but you know what I mean. So then I go to the beach, and I set up the avant-garde art towel on the sand, and I think to myself, huh, it's time to clip those toenails. So I take them out, I have my signature nail clipper, Uh, it's encased with uh, gold, and I cut them and I leave the shards, you know, in the sand. I make sure I'm out of sight when I'm cutting these toenails. No one was around that day because it was overcast and windy. So I clip the cut toenails in my usual regimented way. And you know, it's just a simple procedure. You know, all you do is just unscrew the cap and then take one toenail out at a time, clip it, toss it back in and repeat the process for 10 times. But the wind keeps picking up. And then someone approaches me and it's just like, Hey, my hat, my hat. And I was just like, what? And At first I think that he's seeing me clip my toenails and I'm just like, huh, awful. And he's just like, no, can you get my hat? And I was like, oh yeah, it's a hat. So I go and run up real quick, and I grab the hat, and I return it to him, keeping the toenail jar out of sight. And he's just like, oh, thanks, man. I'm just like, yeah, no worries. But then I see the towel blow away, and I'm just like, "Ah, this stupid fucking towel. So I go chase it and chase it down. It doesn't take long. I only have to sprint for just a couple of seconds. And then I grab the towel, and it's just like, all right, it's fine. Now, if I go into the water, I have something to dry myself off with, you know. But then I returned to the spot where I was sitting. The jar is tipped over, and the toenails are gone. I don't know where the toenails are. Surely they could have fallen in the sand. I could find the clippings that I clipped, but I couldn't find the roots. The roots were what made the toenails, what made them special. So I kept digging into sand... Trying to find them, I had no luck, and I'm just like, oh, this stupid fucking towel, I can't believe. So I'm just digging into the sand. With my bare hands, the sand, getting into my fingernails. Which have also gotten pretty long, as with my toenails as well. I spent so much attention clipping these mysterious toenails, that I haven't paid much attention to my own. And I'm just like, oh no, this is awful, what do I do? Have any memories of my life that existed before the toenails they were everything I had everything I was what do I do without these mysterious toenails so I just I just sit down da- I just sit down on the sand really contemplating you know what my life has unfolded to just preserving all of these toenails then a moment of clarity hits and I think they're gone there are no toenails to take care of and I nod slowly to myself and I'm just like yes the burden has been lifted I don't have anything to obsess over oh how wonderful I can revisit Cookie Island without any sort of resentment over what it's cast upon me you know I can I can rebuild my toenail free life is in store for me I think about the relief that the toenails are finally gone. I couldn't believe that I obsessed so much over them. And I think to myself, well, I suppose it's not immortality now because the toenails are gone. So I get excited. I return to the miltel room that I was staying at during my, uh, during the past two weeks in Miami. As I've said, I've switched from motels to short-term apartments. And the string I was in a motel and I'm just excited uh, I got my stupid towel and everything and I'm just like ah oh, this is a new beginning I can set forth on whatever my life can be so then uh you know I just take off my shirt I take off my sandals and I notice I haven't trimmed my toenails in a while And I was just like, well, I better use these clippers for something. So then I trimmed my toenails, you know, normal. And then while I was in a while I was staying in that motel for the next week, I was trying to find a second job so I can raise money to travel somewhere else, a new change of scene for Miami. But I noticed my toenails have been growing longer than usual. I was just like, very bizarre. So I trim my toenails again. Seems like it's something I have to do every night. And I'm just like, but toenails don't grow this quickly. Surely. Eventually, over time, I have to trim my toenails twice a day. And I'm just like, no. This is ridiculous. And eventually, I find myself, you know, trimming my toenails and restaurants and fast food places, in public restrooms, and parking lots, anywhere where I can get release of not having toenails cut my sock open, <laughs> or cutting my shoe even, that's how much these toenails have grown, and eventually it's become so much more difficult to get my life back on track with these fucking toenails I have to clip. Several times to a dozen times a day. And I sit in my motel room and I just think, oh, if it wasn't for that fucking towel, that stupid towel <laughs> that I had to chase down. <laughs> and I was just eventually I hit a I hit a breaking point. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let these toenails grow, see how long they go for, maybe trim them less often, they don't have to be super short, you know. So I do that, but what ends up happening is that my toenails get longer, they start to curl, they start to yellow, they start to brown, all in the same ways as that corpse did from Cookie Island. All those years ago... I'm just like, this can't be happening to me now. Am I encountering the same fate as Edward Lancaster? Is this a curse he bestowed upon me? No, it's impossible. job I had at a gas station, walking at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was an hour drive because I didn't have money for bus fare. My feet keep hurting because all my curled toenails are just like stuffed into my shoe. It's such a driving, prying pain. And I was just like, I can't take it anymore. And I just... So, uh, as I'm walking, I'm walking by a, a Home Depot on the edge of the highway. I run to the Home Depot, run through the parking lot. Eventually, I find a nearby brick and break the glass from the Home Depot. I sprint through the aisles. And I grab a chainsaw. The alarm's going off, but I don't care. I just have to get rid of these fucking toenails once and for all. So I'm grabbing the chainsaw. I run out, out of sight from the dome. Home Depot. I find some place on the edge of the highway, secluded, by some palm trees or whatever's in Miami. I'm behind some rocks. I can still hear the cars passing by one at a time. And I turn and I pull the chainsaw, but it doesn't have any gas, and I'm just like, shit, what do I do? I keep walking again, trying to conceal my chainsaw, but it's a chainsaw. It's pretty hard to conceal. There's a giant (laughs) blade on it, you know. But it's also Florida, so I guess I can get away with that sort of thing. Who knows? Not to diss Florida in any way, you know. Anyway. I find a gas station. And I go in with my chainsaw, and the dude's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm just like, no, 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 I just, I need some gas for my chainsaw. And he's just like, what? I need some gas for my chainsaw, because I need them to cut my toenails. And I'm just like, please? And he says, we got some canisters in the back. You can, buy, you can buy one, but I want you, your chainsaw, and your toenails out of here. And I'm just like, yes, thank you. And then eventually it starts to rain a little bit doesn't happen often in Florida. So I fill the chainsaw with gas and I find another secluded spot among some trees and I can see some I can see the ocean in the distance from where I'm sitting off a cliffside view. And I take the chainsaw and I fill it with gas and I turn it on and then it's revving louder than anything. I'm worried that people will hear but it's in a secluded enough spot where I should be in the clear. I'm like, okay, the time has come. So I go for the chainsaw, I rev it, it's going, and I cut off all my toenails, one after another. I did what I could to keep my toes intact, but none of them had any nails to speak of. I took off a lot of flesh and skin off my toes, and all ten toenails, still intact, were just spread out on the grass before me, all curling and still oh, growing god. even. Hi. And I'm just like, okay, my toes are bleeding. It may take quite a bit of time to learn how to walk properly again, but I think I can do it. I think I've finally rid myself of these toenails. Oh my god, you're gross. And I sit there in relief, the catharsis of it. I don't care that my feet are bleeding, it's just finally over. The toenails are ridden from me at last. It's all thanks to that stupid towel to provoke the chain of events that led to this relief and bliss. I take a breath, watch the waves, and I look down, getting a bit tired. And I see the toenails then I notice that they're still growing, and then without thinking, I take the toenails and put them in my pocket, and then leave with them.
1: <laughs> i <bet they> do. <laughs> <laughs> It's gross. It's <laughs> <laughs> not immortalized in the story. That's right. No. Both of you are gross.
0: <laughs> I'm just an audience member. Yeah. I'm not gross. I'll just say i been here for a while nails, Give me your nasty nails, girl. It is time for the epilogue and the final chapter of The Longest Toenails Known to Man. The epilogue and final chapter of the longest toenails known to man is called Mirror Image. It's hard to do, to look into the mirror, but I've done what I could after this lifelong toenail odyssey it started isn't enough, just a morbid curiosity with toenails and their ability to grow after death, but then it turned into an obsession, taking the toenails for myself. And then it turned into what I believed to be a supernatural curse. And not only have my toenails been bestowed with this mysterious curse, but now I have to live with the shame of it. Dr. Thaddeus uh, chewed on his pen for a while after nail Odyssey Dr. Thaddeus was a uh, he was he tried to be as sympath- sympathetic as he could to such a grand tale such as this and he was just like well Ronald I think that was that was a lot. Ronald said, yeah, I'll start with uh, going to Cookie Island when night fell, and uh, the doctor said, yeah, yeah, that's right, Ronald went on, and then, you know, I kept in my basement, they grew for a long time, and then Miami happened, and now I have a lot of flesh missing from my toes, but I'm trying to get over it, Dr. Thaddeus, I just want to be well, Dr. Thaddeus looked into Ronald's eyes, he seemed earnest enough, but he's had patients before where they were obsessed with something, and then tried to communicate that they were over it, and they were clearly not. So Dr. Thaddeus took some time studying, uh, studying Ronald and his mannerisms, and he's just like, alright, well... So what happened after uh, after you cut off the toenails with a chainsaw outside of Miami? And Donald said, well, I kept those toenails for a while, but eventually I couldn't keep up with it anymore. I just, you know, I spent the next several years to preserve them. Eventually it became futile I think I had a Had a friend who wanted to put me on hoarders And try to put me on reality television For keeping all these toenails And I was just like no no I just want to be left alone with my toenails But eventually I get, got rid of them In the best way that I knew how And Dr. Thaddeus said Well how's that And Ronald said Well The way I figure it This all started because I stole Toenails from a dead man From Edward Lancaster Dr. Thaddeus says Yes, the man you saw on Cookie Island And and, uh, Ronald said That's right But then the same curse started to be bestowed Upon my toenails Which I kept for a good while after that Dr. Thaddeus said Right, right So then Ronald said So The best thing that I could do I went to the cemetery in Jersey, where Edward Lancaster was buried. I dug up his grave and threw my toenails into the casket. And Dr. Thaddeus says, whoa, well, well Ronald, that's 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 illegal, man. You know? It's not a act of violence against someone, but you know, you gotta You tampered with someone's remains, that's bastardly. Ronald said no no don't you understand this is making peace this is coming to terms I have returned what I've stolen and ever since then I've been far more adjusted my family and kids have been talking to me again and I've been seeing therapy I've been seeing you Dr. Thaddeus and Dr. Thaddeus says yeah well that's progress but you still have a lot of uh, a lot of complexes that uh, have come from all this Toenail hoarding. I think it's kind of damaged you in some ways, and you have to do a lot of work to become well once again. And Ronald said, I know, I know, but I'm willing to commit to that change. And Dr. Thaddeus says, Well, all right, but I think the first thing that you should do is contact the Lancaster family and tell them that you buried your toenails with Edward. Lancaster, and then Ronald looked very grim, very cold, and he said, Dr. Thaddeus, I can't do that, the doctor said, why not, because it'll all reawaken again, as soon as I cast sight on those toenails, the obsession will occur, will reoccur once again. And I'll do anything to preserve, to protect, those toenails. Do you understand, doctor? And Dr. Thaddeus said, I think I, no, of course I understand. I understand how it is from your point of view. But in this situation, I think the right and moral thing to do would be to alert the family that you buried these toenails so that they can remove them. And throw them in the trash or something. Wherever, whatever people do with toenails besides hoarding them, you know, I don't know. I guess they're biodegradable, whatever. But just getting getting rid of them, not burying them with someone. That's really, yeah. Don't don't do that, Ronald. Ronald says, well, you know what? Uh, you know, Doctor Thaddeus, I I really can't do this. And Doctor Thaddeus says, tell you what. We can do it together. If you, if you, during the session, if you can call the Lancasters and tell them what you did, then I'll join you in in burying, unburying the body, digging up the body once again and removing the toenails, and then we can dispose of them properly together. Ronald said, I don't know. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can awaken that lifetime of toenail related turmoil once again I mean doctor I don't even have toenails that's how serious this this has become and the doctor says well you have to try it I think it's the best thing to do to become better and then Ronald said well Dr. Thaddeus if you know if that's what you believe then we'll do it we'll do it Thaddeus said, "Great, great." So, during that session, uh, Ronald does call the Lancasters. They're mortified at first, but then, understanding Edward's history with toenails, they can they can understand to a degree. But they do uh, they do agree to uh, being present when the body is dug up, and then uh, Thaddeus and Ronald taking the toenails. They all meet at the cemetery and. Another over, overcast day. And the gravekeeper there is, uh, you know, digging up the body right now, you know. It takes about an hour or so. And Thaddeus and Ronald chat during this. And Dr. Thaddeus says, Oh, you've been feeling okay, Ronald? And Ronald's just like, Oh no, this is all oh, feels very wrong. I keep looking my, in a keep looking in the mirror at the mirror image of myself and i'm just like no no this is the way it cannot be and then dr Thaddeus says it'll be okay it'll be okay you know i think after this you'll be able to look yourself in the mirror and it'll be fine and then ronald nodded and said that's yeah that's kind of my goal with therapy if i could look myself in the mirror and feel okay then i think that's a good time to move on from therapy and a good sign that I'll be well adjusted enough to make it on my own. That's my own personal bar anyway. And Thaddeus says, yeah, that's a that's a nice bar. Yeah, good for you. Whatever whatever helps whatever helps keep you healthy. That's my motto. That's my whole guide to this practice, and that's why we're here today. So eventually the the grave is dug up, and there's the castic casket Ronald takes a deep breath He says, I don't know if I can do this, Dr. Thaddeus And Dr. Thaddeus says That's okay, that's okay So they open the casket And then it springs up The entirety of the inside of the casket It's all toenail Everyone's mortified And Ronald it's just like, oh, it's all coming back. I mean, doesn't this look cool, Doctor? And Doctor Thaddeus is like, no, this is awful. Look at this body. Look at what happened to it. And then the, uh... Edward Lancaster's niece, who was also present that day, she goes in. She's the one who takes the... She digs through all the, uh, curled toenails. And then is able to see Edward's body much more corroded and scalified than... Ronald remembered it. He's just like, yes, that's that's the body, all right. And Dr. Thaddeus is still mortified. Like, all oh, these toenails. Now, Lancaster's family understood uh, Edward Lancaster's plight. They can understand the sight of uh, horrific toenails. Ronald has his own history with toenails, as we've been going through this past... Uh, This past hour or so But Thaddeus has never seen seen anything like it He's just like, oh my god Oh my god And Ronald's just like, well We can't remove it, can we? And Thaddeus is just like, no, put it away I I can't, I can't And Ronald's just like, what, what? And Thaddeus is just like, I can't I can't treat you anymore, man, this is a lot But like, but Dr. Thaddeus, no, no This is too much toenail for me man <laughs> 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 and ronald's just like dr thaddeus come on and then dr thaddeus just like leaves the cemetery and then vomits on the way uh, just like on like one of the walking paths and leaves without saying another word and then ronald's just like well, i guess there's nothing that we can do here again I I give my deepest apologies to the family about not only taking these toenails, but also not telling anywhere where the not telling anyone where the body was where I knew the whole time, and then taking the toenails. And then taking my toenails and putting them with the body. Very uncool. But the Lancasters, you know, they were very kind and warm people. They they forgave him as much as they could. It's not like anyone was harmed in the process. They just wished it didn't uh, affect the grieving process in the way it did. And eventually Ronald went home. Goes to his house with his family. Starts contemplating his, on his whole life. On that first night on Cookie Island. On that conversation with his mother. And that stupid fucking towel.
1: <laughs>
0: that he still had, by the way. And sometimes he went to the beach with it. But then, uh, that night, after he, uh, after he cut his fingernails and brushed his teeth, he looked at the mirror and saw a man that spent his whole lifetime being obsessed with toenails. He looked at himself, deep at himself, and at his soul, and he nodded at his mirror image. He's like, you know what? I'm okay. I feel okay. I don't have the toenail... Obsession anymore. I truly feel like it has left me and though. I don't have any toenails of my own I can go and live the rest of my life The way I've always wanted to live it full of love joy and bliss and helping others whenever I can I think truly Even if my therapist didn't walk out on me. I'll still feel ready to move on from therapy. And then Ronald went to sleep that night feeling good about himself for the first time in a very long time. But that night, in that cemetery, with the soil on top of Edward Lancaster's grave still fresh, Dr. Thaddeus arrives with a shovel, he digs up the grave,
1: he opens
0: the casket, and he just watches the toenails grow. (laughs) And that was toenails, known to man. I mean, if there's any moral in that story, it's just to trim your toenails. You know, every once in a while, once a week, or two. Just enough so they don't outgrow you. If you want to hear more improvised stories on Quarantine Spook Show, you can submit story titles to quarantinespookshow at gmail.com. I'm Kyle Caresi. Good night.